1: Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of
0: Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an
1: inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. Yes, and I'm glad to have you in the house with me, and I'm glad to be in your house or... In your car or on your computer, wherever you are listening to the Monday edition of Life Play is just listening. To engage you for the next couple of hours, the number is 1-888-367-5329, 1-888-367-5329 on yet another divinely glorious Monday in July. The weather is pristine, it's perfect in my Opinion all day long, and I hope that you were basking in it as well, and uh, and thanking God for it. Um, here we are, another day. The globe is still turning. Uh, the solar system is still intact. Our um, lives. Uh, while they are under certain imminent threats are still functioning to a reasonable degree of um, relative normalcy. And we want to be thankful for that. At least I can say that for me. I, I don't know about you. You may be doing well. You may not be doing well. I hope that you are. I hope that you are doing well in your soul and in your mind, more particularly, in your mind, in the way that you think, because that is a central place of the battle. It's not exclusively in your mind, but the goal is to get into your mind and actually take control of how you think so that what you think really is not primarily and exclusively the consequent of your own volition. The goal of the enemy is to actually be able to uh, reframe our thoughts and therefore dictate what we say uh, in conjunction with his own overarching goals and objectives. What do I mean by the enemy? If you're Christian, your Bible will tell you that at the uh, cosmic level, at the spiritual level, we do have an adversary. Peter put it this way in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, there it is, you have an adversary, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now that analogy is vivid. That optic is nemesine, and that that picture is uh, is very instructive. The first thing that a lion will do is roar to discombobulate you uh, and dismantle you from a sense of groundedness. That's what crisis is all about. This is where we are in a in a crisis mode. We are. In a revolution politically, we are in a crisis uh, uh, cosmically, ge- geologically, uh, atmospherically. There is, in my opinion, a war being waged that is uh, m- uh, multi variegated, if you will, coming from different fronts, cultivating different outcomes, one of which is. Uh, uh, the bioweaponry of a of, of virus, of the virus. And this is not a new thought with me. It's been prevailing for a long time. And you, you may be, you may have underlying intuitions along that, uh, that same way that uh, what we're dealing with in terms of the SARS virus is just not completely organic or natural. I, I think you know that. I really do. I think you know that the way in which powers and structures and systems have collaborated to take control of the narrative, then, you know, they're trying to have an outcome that does not necessarily get at the truth of these things. And and so we scratch our head because you know what we are, human beings are like water. And that's a good analogy, by the way, it's fluid. Uh, It has the capacity for flexibility It has the ability to actually conform to its environment. Water is largely a positive metaphor. And so like water, we have the ability to be contained. We have the ability to be shaped and molded. But also like water, we will look for leaks, particularly if the containment is setting us up for stagnation and for contamination. We will look for leaks. And so when a structure like the media or the government tries to shut us down when it comes to something so fundamental to our uh, creative calling in the Imago Dei, that is freedom of speech, freedom to talk, freedom to assemble, freedom to gather together and engage and work through our uh, collective existential threats. When we are confined to a particular arena, then like water, we will all seek a way out because at the foundation of our being is is freedom. And and water cannot actually function at its highest level if it is not flowing freely and flowing purposely. And uh, and here we are, we're, we're dealing with that. Uh, we, we are we are smack dab in the middle of Orson's wells Orson Wells uh, 1984 and, and 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 people don't understand it they don't like it it's not working out well uh, on so many levels if you and I were to again look at these statistics in terms of the psychological impact for the children it has been massively devastating and uh, and for cultures and for relationships and for uh, people groups it has not been good. And here we are uh, two years in almost. And uh, you heard the commercial a while ago, you know, that uh, we are on our way back to normal. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're just in what is called a phase uh, out of phase one into phase two. And I think a lot of you know that if you've been doing your own research, you understand that. The goal is not to, uh, for the government and particularly the global agenda to take its grip off of the citizens of the world. No, it's not going to just let them go back and do what they want to. It's about a reset. It's about a restructuring. It's about a reestablishment of control and the implementation of a whole new mode of operation by which there, again, is much more of a, a top down dominant Uh, authoritarian imposition upon human beings uh, because the wealthy people and the powerful people somehow think that they can do life better than us. You and I know better, but this is always the attitude of uh, the pompous leaders when they are able to confiscate wealth and then dictate narrative and then to project their avatars on a screen as if they are supermen and superwomen and somehow we are supposed to Utterly collapse up under that specter and buy it as the truth. And uh, the average citizen that you meet on the street knows better. The uh, the the what I would call the um, the uh, exception to the rule person on the street not only knows better, but they are willing to talk about it. They're willing to say, hey, I do not buy everything that I'm hearing coming out of the press. And what a brave person that is to be able to have a free mind and to think differently than the larger narrative. The president, yes, President Biden stepped in it today. Mr. Biden engaged in what is called friendly fire. Uh, That's when you end up inadvertently uh, shooting at your own enemy, either wounding them or killing them. And he said that Facebook and Twitter and perhaps even Google were engaging in murder. Did you hear that? President Biden said uh, on television, uh, in the media, that Facebook and Twitter were ga- engaging in murder. Now, th- now you won't hear a whole lot about this particular uh, era on his part, our our statement on his part, because. His name isn't Donald Trump. If it was Donald Trump, the press would wear this out for the next hundred days and then employ it every time they need to dig up his bones posthumously and kill him again. The president said "Uh, the media is engaging in murder. Well, that's exactly what Trump said. And then later on, when he was pressed on it, he backed up a little. And then what he said was this. He said, there is no pandemic except among the non-vaccinated. He said there's no pandemic except among the non-vaccinated. Now, you know how we do it on this show. And whenever you are um, uh, inclined to want to engage in conversation with me or hear me uh, expand in dialogue and dialogue and, and contemplate and, and, and actually ex- cogitate on topics and subjects, you know I'm going to press you into the question on a rational and on a propositional level. Here's the question, since we are all being called to use the scientific methods of interpretation. When he said there is no pandemic except among the vaccinated, what was President Biden seeking to do? Was he, one, telling you the truth? Is it really true that there's no pandemic going on except among the the, the lepers who are called the non-vaccinated people? Uh, and if that is true, is it true then that all of the vaccinated people are safe, meaning they're not getting COVID? Meaning they're not also transmitting COVID? And meaning that all of the vaccinated people, none of them are dying. Is that what Biden is saying? Is that the truth, ladies and gentlemen? I really want you to think this one through with me because he actually played his cards when he made that statement. When he said there's no pandemic except among the non vaccinated, you have to know that that is a talking point that was set up on the left to be a, 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 again, another major narrative drone that that presses itself into the conscience of the men and women who are naive, are undiscerning, are susceptible to the roar of the lion. He roars like a lion to discombobulate you and cause you to be destabilized and then cause you to succumb to his propositional roar. There's no pandemic except among the non-vaccinated. That means all of the non-vaccinated are the contaminants. They're the diseased people. They're the lepers. They're the ones that need to be looked upon and ridiculed and scorned and derided. But I'm asking you the question as we get ready to go to the break. Is that the truth? Is it really the truth that those who have chosen not to succumb to this method of dealing with COVID-19 are really the cause of the present escalation of the variant delta that's starting to take place now. Is that really true? The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Do you deal in the truth or do you just deal in rumors? One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Now now you know the truth will set you free, but a lie will keep you in bondage. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I'm gonna take a break, pay some bills. Then we're gonna come back and look at a number of things around narratives designed to lead us in certain directions. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is five twenty two on the Monday edition of Lifeline. If you want to get in and and uh, engage me in conversation about anything we've been talking about over the last year. Or anything that's uh, salient and relevant to it, give us a call at 1-888-367-5329. I really do enjoy uh, engaging you if you if you if you wish to to do that. Um, one of the things we're doing right now, just in this particular uh, point of focus, this centerpiece of dialogue, which uh, we cannot um, we cannot avoid, only because it's ubiquitous. So, you know, if you hear people, you know, talking about, uh, you know, move on to talk about something else at present to act as if this situation that we are dealing with is not so absolutely germane to understand and to grapple with and to position yourself for uh, for future uh, crisis impacts to 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 just disregard this that we are dealing with as if it is a non-sequitur that it won't have any real uh impact in your life I, I say this with all respect you must not have a significant life and what i mean by that is this so many of you who are listening to the program have benefited from me sharing with you the employer's responsibility form for knowing what's going on with these uh with these uh EAU um, vaccine emergency um, uh, kits that are taking place. I'll use that because we're really dealing with new technology here. Um, because we have not officially determined whether or not we're we're calling it a vaccine, <clears throat> they're still in the third phase. And because you know that your bosses, your employers, the companies that you're working for are poised to really pressure you to take the vaccines, you have to find a way to have a righteous stance and so many of you have asked for the employer form uh, that it made it clear to me that we have uh, we have touched a nerve in terms of that matter. And it also has made it clear to me that people really are not doing their homework, looking for all of the resources out there that could help them. The form for employees whose employers are requiring COVID-19 injection is in order to hold your employer accountable for the imposition of his authority to influence you to do something that could have major impact in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your kids. It doesn't matter whether it's the school system, it doesn't matter whether whether it's the government or the private sector. The very notion that a company would tell you to engage in something that has the capacity to harm you without also having uh, due... Uh, uh, measures to be able to facilitate you in the event that you are harmed is uh, is, is un-American, unconstitutional, and it's not proper. And therefore, you do need to be armed with a form that will ask your employer to answer the question, do you understand what you're asking me to do? Does this company have the health insurance plan necessary to cover me if I have injuries that causes me to not be able to do my job? And there are some 16, 17 questions here on this form that really challenges uh, the employer. And what I've discovered, you guys, is that with a lot of you who are working for different employers, they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea. All they're doing is spouting the narrative that they're getting from the media and the government. And they can't answer questions when you say, do you know how many people are being harmed by this particular emergency use uh, authority uh, uh, event? They can't answer that. Do do, do you do you know how many people haven't been able to go back to work as a consequence of several of the. Uh, effects, the adverse effects that are taking place uh, as a consequence consequence of the vaccine, they can't answer it. Now, you need to know, you need to do your own research and study and know this because it's increasing. It is not diminishing. It's increasing. The other thing you know as well now, which we just can't avoid, this is why I don't mind uh, doing this public announcement service for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ is because... We're dealing now with an upscale of, uh, of, of COVID uh, in terms of, of people, re, uh, you know, now being affected because of the variants and, and other things. And, and the question is going to be, will there ever come a time when we will get back to normal? And you guys need to be engaged in that conversation, too, because abnormality, abnormality is chaos. Abnormality is dysfunction. Abnormality takes you out of a normal equilibrium where you have a chance to heal, where you have a chance to objectify, where you have a chance to. Reposition yourself. Once you are out of normal, into abnormal because of chaos, you are in crisis mode. That's exactly where the enemy wants you to be. Now you're vulnerable. Now you are going to be inclined to impulses in your being that are not necessarily wise or safe. And biblically, when you're in a situation like that, you need to be positioned to be informed not simply manipulated, but informed. Do your work because, listen, uh, it's not true. It's not true, and I'll go to the phone lines in a moment, that what your president said was right or factual. That Twitter, Facebook, and Google are allowing the fruits of freedom to take place on the social media outlets to some degree not simply canceling everything that doesn't totally walk in lockstep with the main main narrative. It's just call wisdom on their part because they're a business. You can't shut everybody down and it not become so obviously evident that you are a tool of oppression. So they can't do it. But now all of a sudden, what Biden understands and his administration and the people on the left and those that are a part of this agenda is that, Too much freedom allows people to hear alternative views. Too much freedom allows men and women to hear other experts. Too much freedom allows men and women to have variable options for dealing with things that they didn't have before. Now, see, that's called a free country. But see, the goal is not variables. The goal is not variety. The goal is not multiple options. The goal is one way. This is an ideological, dogmatic, almost religious agenda taking place here by which if you don't submit, you're going to hell. This is the reason why he will engage in uh, uh, hyperbolic language. I'm talking about your president, like murder. And I'm going to raise the question again, going to take a break. Then I'll answer your I'll answer your phone calls. Is the president telling the truth? When he says there's no pandemic except among the non-vaccinated. Do you know whether or not uh, all the people that are vaccinated are truly safe and covered and can't get COVID, can't transmit COVID and are not dying? Do you know that factually? If you if you if you don't know, then you're not doing the work. You're not ready for the debate or the discussion. Just keep listening. Uh, and so the new narrative that we are hearing now, this is a new narrative. The pandemic is only in the places where people are not submitting to and doing the work and, 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 and taking the vaccine so that we can reach herd immunity. We have been told by the greatest of virologists and the greatest of epidemiologists. We have been told by some of the top notch doctors, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Our Gert Van Boss. We've been told by them. Uh, that we would be entering into the second phase of variants that would be extremely problematic because we did not come after this particular virus the right way. The right way to have come at this virus was in a multifaceted method of approach. Early measure approaches, pre-treatment approaches, post-treatment approaches, and we would have been able to actually get a handle on this thing way early on. But why were they locking us into one mode of dealing with it called the emergency use authority of this particular gene technology? Why? You know the answer. You know the answer. I'm so glad to be pressing into these matters with you. Again, the number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I'm going to take another break. When I come back, I'll get to your phone calls. After this, you're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline with your host Jesse Gistan. Be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. At the time five thirty seven on the Monday edition of Lifeline. One doctor that chimed in on uh, on the very topic that you and I are dealing with, his name is Dr. Roger uh, Hopkinson, um, and he's an Oxford-educated pathologist, uh, and he, he's speaking on the rapidly changing vaccine advice. If you've been listening carefully, you've been hearing them you know, go back and forth as to what to do, which really tells us that they're not being scientific at all. Um, But rather convenient and 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 um, and uh, modifying their language to actually bounce between their own objectives and the hue and cry of the people. He says the media, big tech and politicians keep telling us to follow the science and trust the doctors. But then they tell us which doctors and which scientists we are allowed to listen to. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? People advocating to hear from more sources regarding the coronavirus have been called conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers by politicians and bureaucrats and their mainstream media enablers. And those same people have been repeatedly censored by big tech for questioning the official coronavirus narrative about the genesis of the disease and the possible dangers of mixing vaccines. Now I want you to hear this because I can talk about jo- Johnson and Johnson already being exposed for creating serious neurological problems. But that's been going on in recent weeks. Those previously maligned by the official information gatekeeping class have been proven credible. Now, you guys already know that uh, the, 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 the major uh, media uh, comes down upon people who actually have credible information, incredible insights, incredible theories and call it misinformation only to discover weeks and months later they were telling the truth. On Monday, the head scientist at the WHO World Health Organization called mixing vaccine strains for first and second doses dangerous, saying there was little data about the long-term health outcomes. However, as late as Saturday, when booking a second vaccine dose in Alberta, the advice was that it was safe to mix vaccines. So if you listen to what Mr. Hawkins is saying, he said the guy at the HWO said, hey, that's dangerous to do. And absolutely true. I'm not a, a scientist or a virologist on any level. So I won't tell you what wh- why that's the case. But logic would simply tell you doing cocktails like that just because you're trying to find a way to attack the variant is just uncalled for. And it's actually uh, a violation of the protocol for uh, approving the vaccines. You can't just do these cocktails and give them to people. The outcomes are gonna be horrific. So they were, whoever it was at the WHO that said that, were using reason. And then someone came along and said, hey, you can't say that because we've got to do what we've got to do since. Now, listen to this. Since we have the power to do whatever we want to do, since we have all of the authority to do it the way we want to do it, and no one can really hold us accountable, don't ever say again that what we are doing is dangerous. The previously discredited theory that the virus originated either intentionally or accidentally in the Chinese military Wuhan Virology Institute is now a mainstream hypothesis. We've been talking about that from the beginning. We knew the correlation between Fauci and the Wuhan lab, going all the way back to North Carolina when he was engaging in gain of function research. And then the deplatformed, now proven right, uh, remain deplatformed. In other words, when they shut people down, guess what? They kept them down. And those who were silenced then and mocked them, uh, they carry on like we are. We all are. Um, well, let me restructure that. And those who silenced them and mock them, carry on like we are all hard of remembering. Uh, this is called medical gaslighting. And so what Dr. Hawkinsons is saying, sitting in a very uh, privileged position to look at all of this chaos and mayhem occur, he's saying that the power of the media in conjunction with uh, the World Health Organization, the CDC and the FDA, along with Fauci and our government, um, they are engaging in just some of the most atrocious behavior When you do that, as I said last week, and I'll keep saying it, there's no way you can gain the public trust. You cannot use that kind of method and get people to trust you. Now, I actually think y'all that the government knows that. It knows that this is why they realize that only some 55 to 60% of people are taking the vaccine and the other 40 are staunchly holding out. And, and this is true in other parts of the world as well. And so they want to kind of force this now. That was the, that was a strategy that they talked about on uh, Event 201. You can go online and watch that. This is something they were planning for years back. So now they want to press it down on us. But this particular uh, uh, doctor, uh, Dr. Hodgkinson. Uh, Oxford educated pathologist is making a very good observation about what's going on. And and you and I need to keep our ears open and our eyes open to the reality of these things. Listen, you can't stick your head in the sand and act like you're not in the middle of a trampling herd of war horses. You can't sit on the third deck or the top deck of the Titanic while the musicians are playing and the ship is tilting all the way to the side. So obviously that the chairs are sliding over to the extreme uh, perimeters of the boat and act like nothing is going on. You you don't want to do that because that will increase more uh, instability in your soul. It will increase more trauma. It will increase more um, uh, what we would call tunnel visioned. Uh, perspective, your inability to think broadly and objectively, it will not help you to stick your head in a set. The way that you deal with a crisis is you find a position of objectivity so that you can look at the crisis broadly and deeply. You can look at it objectively enough to begin to map out how you will engage it for the welfare of your own soul, which requires making sure that you have a broad enough base of information so that you can begin to assemble some sense-making out of what's going on for yourself. or Otherwise, you're just going to be doomed. And then you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be in the fog, and it's going to be devastating for you emotionally. And then this would be true for those of you who are children of the living God as well. If you somehow are listening to the roaring of the lion, and you're not operating out of the biblical principle of proving all things and hold fast to that, which is good. Uh, exercise discernment in terms of doctrines and teachings of men, and don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. If, if you're not understanding that the simple believe everything that they say, but the, the prudent looks wise, looks well to his going. If if you don't understand that you shall know them by their fruits, if you don't understand that they they come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You've got so many speed bumps of warnings in the word of God that tell you to watch out for unprincipled systems and structures and peoples because they are laying in wait to deceive and bring into bondage and to strip you of your allegiance to Christ and your right as a citizen. And this is, I believe, seriously, the battle that we're facing on a micro level and on a macro level as well. Like, again, so many people asked for the form uh, for me. It's just out. It's just remarkable to see how many people are in need of information to give to their employers about this so that they can live freely with the choices that they make. All right. I'm going to take another break. And then I promise when I come back, we'll just start talking to you guys, see what's going on on the other side of the phone lines. Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back.
0: And now, back
1: to Lifeline. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to line number three. Talk with Jermaine in Alameda. Jermaine, are you there? Yeah, hello. Hey, Jermaine, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Great, yeah, what's um, your thoughts?
0: Well, you you actually um, have tackled a subject I've been meaning to ask you about, but uh, for me, when I hear... Certain politicians and and others speak as far as this new CDC stuff goes or the new uh, alleged pandemic. It, it's hard for me to take anything I hear serious. I, I just take everything with a grain of salt right now because it seems like things are being overly exaggerated at this point mm-hmm. because there's some kind of agenda. I can't. I'm not a conspiracy person, and I can't prove it, but just looking at CDC numbers themselves that doesn't justify it being a pandemic anymore. And it, it kind of feels like we're being pressed into a compulsory hard line to get this vaccine or else. And, and coincidentally, a cousin of mine, she actually contracted COVID and she's fully vaccinated. Right. So, you know, that trying to blame all of this on the unvaccinated to justify some, some kind of dystopian tactics, it, it just feels a little rehearsed at this point. I'm kind of tired of it.
1: Yeah. And, and that's also part of the goal of the adversary. Uh, you know, this is Daniel chapter eight. I've, I've I've taught us this before the enemy, uh, and he will seek to wear out the saints of the most high God and to cast the truth to the ground and then trample it underfoot. of course, of course, We're weary, but we're also exhorted not to be. I'm glad that we are talking. This is one of the best forums for um, being refreshed because, first of all, I mean, I raised the question to see, and and of course, because there are a lot of listeners, and the rule is, you know, there's only going to be one person out of 10,000 that might call. Um, I raised the question on a philosophical level and just on a level of logic. Is what President Biden saying, true, that uh, the media in its allowing different opinions and views to be aired that are contrary to the major narrative, is it facilitating or participating in murder? Are they killing people? Because, see, this was a sub-narrative about a week ago, Jermaine, in terms of what the left was saying. You're killing people. You're killing people. And this now is a much more aggressive phraseology. If you remember back when this first started and the narrative was, if you don't wear the mask, you don't love people. They're using biblical terminology now to define relationships in terms of mask mandates. And now they're trying to they were trying to impose this kind of pseudo gospel guilt of if you don't wear the mask, You don't love people. But there was never any substantiation of the science around the mass that that proposition should have even held weight. And here we are now it's now it's, it's a matter of if you don't get the vaccine, you're killing people. I heard that before Biden said it. And I'm just posing it to the listening audience, because here's what I know. Um, you can be discerning as are you about all these matters because you put it very well as a dystopian uh, methodology of imposing fear to get what you want. But not everybody sees it. So there's 40 to 50 percent of people that do not have any interest of unpacking this stuff and dealing with it on the broader level of a dialectical discussion or debate. Pro or con. 40 to 50 percent of people are locked in and they have their position and they're not even listening to me. They're not listening to you. Um, but the question is, and, and I'll pose it to you. Um, <clears throat> uh, as he stated, there is no pandemic except that among the unvaccinated. Uh, where where would that where would that fit in to any kind of reality today? What would that fit, Jermaine? Well, I think it would only fit if you construct a reality
0: to kind of say what you want to say. There's no there's no numbers to justify that. When you, when you say a statement like that, that could have been considered inflammatory at one point in time. Now, it seems like you can get up there and, and say whatever you want to. I would accept that if there was data to back it up. But the problem is the very data that they try to use kind of blows that, that whole theory up. So... It it just kind of leads me to say that it it doesn't fit at all.
1: Now, I appreciate that because you stated the exact fact. Whenever you do just a cursory research, and I tell people all the time, don't even go to the uh, different alternative sites. If you are, you know, unsettled with being able to to discern things for yourself, just go to the CDC, just go to the bears and listen to what they say. They're putting enough data out there to let you know that, one— the vaccine is not one hundred percent safe. It leaks. It bleeds. There are, you know, there is what is called escape, and uh, and two, uh, 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 w- what's happening in terms of the the variant is making it very clear that um, those who have already been vaccinated, if they didn't have COVID, they get it. And 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 then thirdly. Many of them that are, uh, uh, you know, have taken the vaccine are also dying. Those stats are there, too. It's remarkable, the stats around the world of people who have been vaccinated who are also dying. And again, this is almost always the larger and older group who have had uh, comorbidities and and other elements. And sadly that's true, but we do have enough statistics about young people being severely harmed by these uh, vaccines. And so you're hearing this public narrative in the media about, you know, put this on and blame the people who are not being vaccinated. So this is why I'm getting in front of this with the conversation we're having and telling people to push back on that narrative. Because that becomes precisely the neo uh, 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 Germany tactic of isolating those who aren't complying, you know, and tagging them and making them now the brunt of persecution. This is the next stage that we're dealing with. And it's important for people not to capitulate to that faulty, faulty notion. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about, my brother?
0: Well, no, just some. Um, I appreciate you touching on the topics today. And um, I would say it's very, it's very conspicuous how there's no talk of natural immunity or any alternative forms of treatment besides the vaccine. To me, that, that's like when you're in school and you could talk about everything but Christ. You just point to, to the reality of that being real. So I'll just leave it there.
1: That's that. In addition, you once again marked, and of course, we talked about that. Um, when, whenever I talk to people about discernment, I always tell them, suggest to them to listen carefully to what people are saying, and then also listen carefully to what they are not saying. And as you just noted, with all of the massive evidence for years back of early treatment, -treatment, pre-treatment measures for this. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, monoclonal antibodies, Uh, multiple forms of of, of vitamin supplements that can easily help curtail any significant uh, disease around COVID. None of these measures are being even thought about, except they are being employed in other countries. And because of that, we see the clear statistics of those countries doing much better uh, by using these early treatment methods than the countries that have not. Thank you for your call. Let me go to line number Two and talk with Kiana before we go to break in San Leandro. Kiana, are you there? Yes. Hi, Pastor Jesse. How are you? What's your thoughts?
2: Hi. Fine. Um, my thing is, people going to get it whether they get the vaccine or not. So to sit up here and like tell people that the unvaccinated is causing all these problems and deaths is like a big It's like a big, fat lie, and it's like a gaslighting manipulation tactic.
1: 100%. It sure is 100%. But what would that? So let's let's draw this out. I got a few more minutes. Let's just you're not going to just do some detective work here because that's what your mind is for. Proposition: Those who are not vaccinated, they're the ones that's creating this problem. Retort: nope, it's not them that's creating this problem. We already know that those who are vaccinated are also getting the virus. So that particular proposition is refuted. Second thought, then, what is the underlying objective for someone to put? out that false narrative which we can clearly shoot down what would be their point with trying to do that when we already know that the statistics have laid out that that's faulty what was faulty what would they be up to they're just trying to like it's like a scare
2: tactic a manipulation tactic you're trying to force people to do something when you already know that what you're saying is a lie and you think that somehow that This continuing of repackaging this lie or a series of lies to get people to get vaccinated is going to result in people getting vaccinated. Either they are or they aren't. But stop lying and saying that people who are unvaccinated are a danger to the people that are vaccinated because, again, you either gonna get it or you not, whether you vaccinated or not. But nobody don't wanna have that conversation.
1: I agree and 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 quite quite frankly the doctors that have warned about this months ago about this, the pressure of creating a leak because the vaccines could not completely uh, contain the virus. And those who received the vaccine, they knew that there would be leaks in that leak that it's called a pressure leak that creates an opportunity for the virus to mutate and, and, and it can mutate up or down or long. I'll talk about that when we come back from the break, but the uh, issue here is now, um, uh, what are they doing with still wanting to make sure that people only succumb to this one model? My real concern is the act of jabbing people with some concomitants and, and, and what that means for the long run of humanity. That's my real concern. If you if you just have to do it, if you've got to do eight billion people or seven billion people, you just got to get them jabbed kids and young people and pregnant women. You just got to get them jabbed. And we're already seeing the evidence of of signals everywhere that's saying this is not working. This is not the way to go. But you just got to get them jabbed. I am absolutely suspicious that there's something else going on. And I'm sure that is going to come to the surface because you can't keep the truth shut down all the time. And this is why I'm confident that um, if we hold on long enough, we will hear that conversation coming forth shortly as well. Thank you for the call, my sister. Got to take a hard break, pay a bunch of bills. Uh, lines are open. one 367 We'll be right back.